welcome to the Batir We Go podcast, coming at you from Batir We Go Studios. For the first time, Allie fell asleep and did not make a comment at the no, cringeworthy. No, that was, that was me just dying instead of dying from sheer embarrassment. Ah, okay, right. okay. It has changed. Before it was cringe and now it's just dead. <laughs> Speaking of dead. Oh, man. Oh, oh. man. We... Let me tell you, everybody. <laughs> We just had a moment. No, the stray cats did not die. We, That's not what happened. We were putting Jake to bed, and we were reading him a Bible story. And we're, um, we're I guess we were at the part of the New Testament where uh, the wise men just were visited by the angel to be like, hey, don't go to King Herod. Go back a different way. And so like the, the next page, all it says is like, and then King Herod died. And then Jake looked at us, and he was like, why did King Herod die? And we were like, well, he was just really old. And I was like, everybody, we all die, when we, and we, we just get really old, and we die. And he looked at us, and his eyes started welling up. And he was like, am I going to die? And then Joe and I looked at each other, and we were like, oh, my God, how do we answer this question? So I mean, we're not going to lie to him, right? So we were like, yeah, I mean, like, we all die. But you, like, you're, you'll get really, really, really old, and then you'll die. And he just starts crying. And then I was just like, don't worry about it, kid. You're not, you're never going to die. You're going to be with mommy and daddy forever. We tried to explain (laughs) the concept of time to him. That it was going to be a long, long time. And he just, he wouldn't have it. No. He was not excited. So we just just told him he'll, he's going to live forever with us. And that made him happy, so. We're going to stick with that until he yeah, we'll gets a better with that understanding. Yeah, we'll a little bit longer. <laughs> until he starts was, realizing how long time is. I was not prepared for that today. No, no, I really wasn't either. Because I feel like, because he, we talk about death a lot in the sense of like, he has a lot of like toy guns. And we're always like, hey, like, you can play with toy guns, but you're never allowed to aim at the face. And he's like, why? And we're like, because then you'll kill them and they'll die. And he's like, well, I want people to die. So I, I just never thought he understood the concept of death. Until today. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps getting interesting, doesn't it? Parenting. Parenting. 101. Right. Well, um, we didn't podcast last week. No. We were in the midst of Christmas time, but then also we got hit. We all got hit with colds. I'm we're, uh, recovering sinus Still recovering. infection. We are recovering <clears throat> colds. Right. We've, we've taken enough COVID tests that we don't think we have COVID. But we have another. But we have more scheduled. Right, we have a, another test scheduled on Monday for the three of us. We're going for the baker's dozen on this right. one. You, you never. I mean, I haven't had to pay for any of these tests other than like the at-home tests that we've had to buy. Yeah, and for as much as we pay the government, we should get some free tests, I don't right? Know about it, right? Right. Yeah, right. let's let's use some of those benefits. Right, but it's crazy because like everybody's sick right now. Like I couldn't. Everybody. I could not get any urgent care appointments. You can't get to, like, it's, like, all the tests are gone. Are gone. Um, It's insane. Uh, I couldn't even get a teledoc appointment. I had to do this weird thing. They're, like, we are all booked. Right, it was called an e-visit where I literally just answered, like, 20 questions, and then a doctor emailed me, and that's it. And then I was, like, but what if you're wrong? And they're, like, well, if you don't improve, go see your primary care physician. And I'm, like... You're, this is, no one can see their primary care for physicians because everything is booked. That's why I'm talking to you. So it's basically, you filled out a survey. That survey gives a specific response that right. a doctor signs. Right. And then because you emailed them back, they decided, oh, I actually have to look real quick. And basically they said, just because you have this and this and this doesn't mean that you have something other than what I told you. Right. So do what I said. If it doesn't work, go actually Tough see luck. somebody. Yeah. Try to get an appointment three months try, from now. Try to not talk to me again. Right, right. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous. It's insane. I read somewhere that like January and February is supposed to be like probably the worst for COVID that we've seen. But I don't, like I was thinking about it. I've heard that about just general colds. Because oh, everybody, sick. yeah, everybody is, has not been getting sick the past two years because we've been avoiding people. And now it's like, oh, well, 
everything's over except then Omicron came in and started getting everybody. So it was like this perfect storm of everybody starting to travel without knowing whether they were sick or not. And then also all the colds that the people didn't know. And I saw yesterday that they think the the flu shot, they kind of got it wrong this year. Stop. Are you serious? Yeah. So it's not the flu varieties that they included in the vaccine for the flu are not the dominant variants That's this year. That's upsetting to me, mainly because, like, I, I just, one, I've never had the flu in my life. I don't often get the flu shot primarily because I've never had the flu in my life and because just because I'm lazy. But this year, I got it with my booster shot. And I don't know if it was just the combo of two shots at the same time, but I was unwell for like two to three days. So if that flu shot was all for nothing, never again. Only time will tell. Man. So um, speaking of... Life sucking. <laughs> Today is the last day of 2021. Yeah, and this show will drop in 2022 22. in the future. Right. Isn't that crazy? Well, it always drops in the future, but that's neither it's here nor true. there. It's true. We don't do live shows. I will say. I'd be up for a live show sometime. We'd probably be up for anything. We could probably get all the fans into one room. All three fans in the same room. We could get them all in one room. Right. We'll order pizza. Live recording. Yeah. Um, Do you, this is, and I feel like everyone says this, but honestly, like 2020 and 2021, like merged and combined in my head. Like it's very hard for me to tell the two years apart. And it just seems like one really long year. And I guess that's just because of COVID. But if you said March 2021, my brain automatically goes to March 2020. When everything started. When everything started. I I can see a little bit of a difference because a lot has happened. But, but overall, since then, I've really been working from home. Right. So mostly from the house for the past two years. And we really, I think the other side of it is Hold that we up, haven't. Stop, freeze. Are they, is that fireworks? That's fireworks they're, already. It is, what time is it? It's nine o'clock, It's people. nine o'clock and they're all, it's Wait, not no, nine o'clock. It's, it's six o'clock. It's, <laughs> wow. it's six o'clock and they're already doing fireworks. This I'm just preemptively thinking well. in three hours we will be in bed. So it might as well be how, 2022. How late do you think they're going to keep us up tonight? Because I remember last year it being 3 a.m. Or at least oh, one a.m. I don't think they're going to keep me up per se. You're, I think they will wake me up right yeah, at yeah. midnight. We're not and then well. one and probably one thirty-two. Okay. Anyway, anyway, um, I for planning for this podcast episode, I thought it would be fun to go through the top ten biggest news stories of twenty twenty-one and discuss because, like you said, a lot has happened. Yep. I think that's a good idea. I just want to add one question real quick. Okay. Because we haven't podcast in... Two weeks. Oh, maybe week. three. No. I don't think we've we've been on a podcast recording for three weeks. Does it feel weird? We're back on the mics. It only feels weird because I, I can hear myself and I sound stuffy. Yeah, me too. Right. I sound stuffy. Right. So everybody, we are stuffed up, but we're going... We're the show must go on just for y'all because we love just you guys so for much. you, right? And I know you all missed us last week, right? We're back, baby, right? Um, okay, so here's the deal there's this new app called, um, oh fudge, I lost it, called Ground News, and I I like it. Is it all about geology? <laughs> no, it um, it takes all the news stories that are going on, like trending, and like it keeps you up to date on news, but it tells you, um, what percentage of the political spectrum is is um, talking about it, and then like, like I don't want bias in my news, or at least I want to know that I'm reading bias. Like I want to go yeah. in right, yeah. And so it will tell you. It's like, hey, these are the like, f- for example, the top ten news stories. Apparently, according to this app, fifty percent of the left is talking about it, forty two percent of the middle is talking about it, and only eight percent of the right. Is talking about and by the like of the right leaning news organizations, 
So I can just go click the center button and I can pull a center of the of the spectrum and tell you what, you know, just the average yep. top 10 stories. Yep. Let's hear it. Well, apparently this is interesting. Apparently NPR is considered um the middle. You can consider the middle. I'm not mad about it, but I think some people would disagree. Okay, number 10. The Afghanistan withdrawal. That that's was, number 10? That's number 10. I know. That, like, it's going to be a rough That's 10. crazy. I know. That was crazy, too, because I feel like I wasn't paying attention, and it just, like, happened. Like, I guess I didn't I know that we were going to do that. Yeah, well, I knew we were going to do it. I wasn't paying too close attention, but I felt like I did see people talking about it, and it was basically, it, it got kind of ridiculous, because... In my, in my humble opinion, it was a lose-lose situation. Right, right. No matter what, withdrawing troops was going to cause a problem. There was going to be issues. That in itself is, is something that, that people should realize and think about. It doesn't matter who's doing it and when. Right. The only thing, because I remember, again, I didn't know it was happening. I just remember, like, the news that day. It was like, wait, when when was this a thing? And I just remember being really sad because, like, like you said, it's like a lose-lose situation. Like, and just seeing all those, that footage of the people fleeing, like, those cargo yep. airplanes just, like, full of people yep. and the women and children and. Yeah, it's tough. It's just a bummer. Do we have an update on, like, Afghanistan? It's bad, right? It's like, is it ISIS? Are they? Right, right, right. It's well, the, it the is, Taliban. Yeah, they're in charge. They're running the show. Right. Who, uh, who like me, thought that the Taliban no longer existed and we were just straight up ISIS? Is that a rhetorical question? Because there's only two <laughs> of us in the room. <laughs> I just hadn't heard about the Taliban in a while. Okay, number nine. Unless you have more to say about Afghanistan. I think that the fact that we don't have more to say goes to to the fact that, well, I was going to say, we are a comedy podcast, so (laughs) we don't like to delve too much into politics. That's because you won't let us, but anyway. That's another another, (laughs) uh, quip. Okay, this is interesting, especially considering uh, yesterday's events. Number nine, extreme weather. Just says floods, tornadoes, fires, drought, all were too common in 2021. Is that a news article or a news topic? I, you know what? To your point, let me try a different. Let me, I have reached your daily limit. <laughs> that is one thing NPR that I think needs to become top ten stories of. Yeah, I'm tired of having to subscribe to literally everything. Shouldn't these news websites realize that you're looking at the same article and you just so happen to jump to something else? Right. You accidentally, with your fat fingers, didn't click the X that is one pixel size, and now you've jumped to an ad, and then you try and go back, and they're like, oh, sorry, you've already reached your limit. It's like I'm literally reading the same article. Okay, we're back. Um, Extreme weather events. Which we just, so yesterday we had yeah, the yesterday. crazy storm, it's not a crazy the storm. Louisville. In Colorado. Wildfire. Which we have, my one of my stepsisters was there and had to evacuate. Yeah. So that was really scary and hearing all, all the update from her. Luckily her home was not affected, but it was like right dab in the middle of everything. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. I feel like I haven't heard about it as much, although the snow apocalypse Right, we're coming up that on a year was, anniversary of that. That was in 2021. Right. I am low-key terrified that that's going to happen. There were again. some big windstorms, I guess. Well, the tornadoes, that really it bad was a tornado. Pretty bad, yeah, the bad tornado, pretty bad fire season. Right. So, yeah. There I were, feel like it's been a bad fire season for years, though. Yeah, that's what they especially say. Especially in California. That's what they say. Okay, do you want to move on from Yeah, weather? let's move on. That's depressing. <laughs> okay. Do you think that, I don't think the rest of this list is going to be optimistic. I'm holding out. Okay. Number eight, rise of the far right in the House. This year has seen the Trump wing of the Republican Party continue to be ascendant, led by brash and controversial far right voices in the House. GOP members like Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. 
of Colorado, seem more in touch with the base than Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell. Politics is terrible right now. It is. It's very divisive. <clears throat> and we, we've got some extreme peoples. Extreme. Ex- like, too much. Like, to yeah. where I... to So, we just uh, we just watched a few nights ago um, Don't Look Up on Netflix. Loved it. Loved it. I loved it, but I also hated it at the same time. Absolutely loved it. I, so, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, it's this movie. It's... I would... Geologist <laughs> saves the day. <laughs> He ge- He's not a geologist. He's an astro astrophysicist, geologist, okay. something or other. Astrogeologist. Um, it. I, would you say it was a farce or a satire? I would say a satire, right, a okay. dark comedy satire. So it stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, and they are a team of scientists who find a comet and and figure out that it's going to direct impact with Earth and asteroid asteroid and direct impact earth in six months and ruin like just kill everything yep. unless intervened and so then they go and like tell the proper authorities and it just like it gets turned we won't ruin it <clears throat> but it's essentially like a, it's a comedy of errors it's a it's a commentary on how our modern politics just literally takes everything and like makes it a thing about politics instead of just like common decency and common good. So it was like funny in the sense of like, you're like looking, you're watching it and you're like, Oh my God, like I could see that happening. But then at the same time, it's sad. Cause you're like, Oh my like, God, I can see that happening. Exactly. Right. Oh yeah. Meryl Streep's in it. Um, anyway, I, uh, yeah, there's a, there's some extreme politicians running around that, that are very, um, tv character like and it's kind of freaking me out that, yeah, that they can I just think, like do that you know what i mean that we're just like yep. allowing it to happen so what i think we got from number seven is that everybody that needs to watch don't look up right watch don't look up plus timothy chalamet is in it and not only is he like my he's like the funniest part but at the very end um he um he's an evangelical christian in in the movie and he says this prayer, and honestly, it's probably one of the greatest prayers I've it's ever good heard. Prayer. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful! And I was like, because I was worried that they were gonna, you know, we we are evangelical Christians, yeah. So they could have bashed us real hard, but I was like, oh, it worked. It worked, and they did us justice. I love yeah. it. So anyway, go see it. Uh, my, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Number seven, Biden and Harris take office. That was the biggest news story. What no, else it was the number seven biggest news story. I think that that's a. I guess whenever it was there's like a, a presidential election, I think there's always going right, to be. Right, right, right. going to be on. And there. she is the first female vice president and of color. And Biden, I think he's the oldest president ever. Which is so funny to me because he's only like first. three or four years older than Trump. Why can we get some fresh blood up in here? Why are they all so old? Do I we don't not know. have anyone else who can run? I don't know. I think so. I think there's. I mean, the age limit is like thirty-five. So why is everyone so old? I can can run in the next election. You could. Maybe I should. Um, I'm gonna say I I don't want to be a first lady, but. But if the people want it, if if the people want it, I will. I will do it. We should for the people. We should sacrifice for our for the greater good. Right. Do you have good? foreign relation policy yeah i know so many foreigners (laughs) and they all love me my podcast energy transition solutions right worldwide right i think what if we ever became president um and i don't know why why can't i be a president and you be the first lady why do we just assume that you're the president okay i'm president in my hypothetical situation i'm president and you're the first lady the first thing I don't think I would be called first lady though. <laughs> first husband. Um first man. The first lad. Um uh, first gentleman. First gentleman? Why is it lady? Anyway, my first act as president would be to do one day a year is National Dumpster Diving Day where everyone it's like it's like a giant bulk trash swap meet. And that's it. Okay. Okay. 
Number six, the January 6th committee investigation, which that's funny to me because that's, investigation. I was like, it's, it's still going. And honestly, I didn't think it was that widely, um, and here we say this, the majority of the news that I consume is left-leaning, and I still don't think I heard a ton about this. I mean, I heard the highlights, but I didn't think it was wide, as, I didn't think it would make this list. But, at, like, the investigation, the attack, or, like, the insurrection, I'm sure is number one. Let me go ahead. No, you can't skip ahead. So, Yeah. The investigation, I think, is... Have you heard anything about the investigation? Yeah, I heard some stuff. Okay. Don't I just know a bunch it. of people are getting subpoenaed and refusing to subpoenaed, talk. Which, people aren't let talking. me say this. Somebody was held in contempt. Right. Let me say this. I can I can understand why someone would reserve the right not to, like, um, be held as a witness in their own court case, right? Like, I get that. However, when every single person that is called to produce information claims that then i'm like okay like now i'm like what are this is some shenanigans whether whether there's a conspiracy behind it or whether that is party politics i, I don't like either it either way, way is a problem right it's like not okay if it's, and it's like, wasting oh, taxpayers money that yeah. y'all are doing this if it's just answer the dang question if it's everybody saying we're not talking in solidarity that's an issue. Right. Because obviously something happened. Right. And we need to get to the bottom of it. Right. To preserve our democracy. Right. So why isn't anybody willing to help out? Right. That's that's my Well, and that's where that whole it. don't look up stuff is where like it, it's becoming so yeah, po- like politicized up. that we literally can't like don't. do basic stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's ridiculous. Number 5. Uh, I don't like these the way they wrote this, but it says Trump's continued lies about the election. Which, I mean, he's been saying that since since, since November 2020. Since November of 2020. It's been yeah. over a year of him saying that. And actually, he was saying that before the election. He was. He was saying they were going to steal it. He was prepping that That's when they started the whole stop the steal thing, right? Was the summer no, of campaigning? No, it was no, it was after. I'm gonna look that up. I'm pretty sure you they, can look it up. I'm gonna look it up, but not right now because then I'll lose this article. Yep, and you've already hit your limit. All right, I can't. I can't. You can't reopen it <laughs> again. <laughs> I'll have to find it. Okay, moving on because uh, we don't want to talk about Trump anymore. Uh, we are not gonna perpetuate that. I I'm, I will say this. Perpetuating the lies. I will say this, and I, I may cut this We're out. We're not doing it. <laughs> I may cut this out in editing, depending on how I feel. No, we can't. Uh, I'm, it's From what I've read, it's pretty much, a sh- it's going to take a miracle for him not to get the nomination for the next presidential race. Uh, I think I'm going to have a panic attack. Don't look up. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> well, because like you remember, you were, I mean, you were there. I had like panic attacks the three days following the election. Yeah. Because I was afraid that he was going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, Number four, new restrictive voting laws. This is spicy. That, yeah, those were big. Yeah. So the so states have moved in opposite directions this year when it comes to new voting laws, Democratic, like, Democratic-led States like Nevada and or California have codified expansions offering during the pandemic, while Republican-led states have enacted new restrictions on voting. So hear me say this: I, um, like I said, most of the news I consume is left-leaning, but I purposely um, find uh, conservative voices that I really, really trust um, and listen to them. And one of those people is David French and Stephen Colbert. He's not a conservative <laughs> voice. <laughs> anyway, David French in the Dispatch. Um, but, um, he did this whole article of very much in for the voting restrictions, which was very interesting to me because everything else I have read about them, including like history books that I have been reading, like nothing about these voting restrictions is a good thing. So I don't know. I, I have, there's a big question mark for me, but also hear me say this. And I feel like I've said this before, either on this podcast or in real life, but I no, we talked about this. I think voting should be the easiest thing to do as an American citizen. I think we have talked right. about this. Right, because like, in the other countries, it's required. Like, I think every yeah. person... Everybody should be required to vote. To vote. And I think... That, it should like, be a thing that you right. do. So I don't understand voting restrictions because 
if you're you if you are a legal of age citizen, I will come to your door to get your vote because you I think vote. every vote matters and everyone yep. should be counted. Yep. So anyway, number three, um, the ongoing COVID pandemic. <sighs> Boring. Moving on. Wait, COVID's still a thing? Right. I was thinking about this, and I was like, because I saw a blip of a headline that said that, well, firstly, I was, everyone was saying that Omicron, which is like the current wave we're in right yep. now, was going to be like the last big, big wave, um, because cause the, the variants are getting less deadly from what yep. we know so far about Omicron. And I was like, awesome, this is going to be like, this, like the next couple months is going to suck, but then like we'll be fine, right? And then I saw an article that said that they're expecting it to be endemic by 2024. That's two more years from now. As in, it's going to take until 2024 for it to be an endemic? That's what I, I mean. I didn't read the article, but that was the headline. Because it was the headline depressed me too much that I didn't want to read it. And yep. I just want to pretend that Omicron's the last big wave. Yep. But anyway. Well, that's, that's everything I'm, I've heard as well, is that it, because it is so pervasive in terms of infection rate but you're not seeing as big of spikes in terms right. of hospitalization and of deaths because of that you see this looks like it is going to force herd immunity and by forcing herd immunity it's basically going to be the end of the pandemic right right, right and right. it'll there is still that concern of you may end up with a Say, before, for every 10,000 people, you had 1,000 going to the hospital. This is made-up numbers. Whereas now, you may have 100,000 people and 1,000 going to the hospital. But if you still, if you have 100,000 cases and those 1,000 people still need to go to the hospital, you still have that issue of, of limited hospitalization and limited room to to take care of the the people who are at danger well and i saw yesterday that like new york which obviously like new york gets hit first so like that's kind of where but they're seeing like a record number of pediatric hospitalizations from this new strain yeah and i i i do wonder about that because children are the only ones who realistically have not been able to be vaccinated. Right. I think it's five so it's five either, and up now. Right. Yeah. And so, they'd be freshly vaccinated. Yeah. So it's anybody who who has made it this far is either fully vaccinated or has probably gotten COVID at least twice, to be to be blunt. Right, right, right. So the only people who may not have are the children. Right, right. So it, it, it kind of makes sense that they're the ones you see going to the hospital. But it is still, I mean, that's, that is scary. Yeah, it's not fun. Why are we sending all our kids to the hospital? That's not, that's not fun. <laughs> you act like it's voluntary. <laughs> you, <laughs> just, you know, send them. Um, number two. <clears throat> so, so is this the end? What do you think? Of COVID? Yeah. Well, that's the thing I was thinking. I was like, like two years from now, we'll look back on this. And like, oh my gosh, that was, but then, then I was like, what if we're not? Like, what if it's like five years from now and we are all getting COVID boosters still and taking these stupid COVID tests? That's going to kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I think by that point you have to have some level of immunity though, because I think about areas that, that have malaria, the people who are local to those areas have a natural immunity because they've lived with it for so That's long. That's a good point. Whereas, like, when we go, we have to take malaria pills. Right, right, right. So the idea that the world, there may be parts of the world that will still be susceptible to COVID outbreaks and in a in a deadly or endemic fashion. Right. But I, or maybe- I would hope that, I think that's where they're saying, it's going to become an endemic, not a pandemic. Right. Well, anymore. and like, like, uh, what make that what it makes me think of is, um, like different types of flus, like like the H one N one. That's a, the flu, right? Because uh-huh. I remember I was in college at the time when like the last H one N one flare up happened, and um, we had like that was where you know everyone was like get get vaccinated for the H one N one or whatever. And then I, but then like we also would have like 
for example, like the Fiji flu, where we would have specific flu strains or like flu flare-ups coming from specific fraternity houses. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll just, you know, COVID will be just like normal, but you'll see like these sporadic yeah. little flare-ups yeah. of more intense, I don't know. Yeah. Time will tell. The one thing I was thinking, everybody should have played Pandemic at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, it's, it's a, board, a game. board game. It is, it's fairly fun, but I think that would have at least helped everybody have a little bit more grace and a little bit more understanding when you hear things about travel restrictions and about oh, mutations of, of the strains and just all the different things that, we've talked about you see it in that game and you realize pretty quickly how difficult it is to win or beat a pandemic yeah i like low-key hate that game it's very hard to win yeah i i think how many times have we played maybe 10 and and i don't i think we've won won, once yeah less than less Less than 25%. Yeah, it's a hard game. But also, there's a show called, I guess we watched it on Hulu, called The Hot Zone. Season 1 is about Ebola. (coughs) Season 2 is about anthrax. We never finished it. But that was really good, too, just, you know, talking about um, contagion. Anywho, moving on. I don't want to talk about COVID anymore. Yeah, we're over COVID. I'm over it. Why should stop wearing masks? No, I'm not wearing my mask. <laughs> Number two, abortion restrictions and court battles. This will be interesting because uh, obviously, and I don't know about you, but growing up in within evangelicalism, like we've been talking about the end of Roe v. Wade since I was just a thought in the sky, right? But probably since Roe v. Wade, right? But it's but it's looking. I mean, honestly, like it's really looking like it could be overturned next year, which would, from a history, like you know me, I always like like to think of things. I'm just curious to see how it goes. Like I'm interested to see the reaction. I'm interested to see um, how it affects the other states because, like, obviously, when Roe v. Wade is removed that doesn't make abortion illegal which i did not understand that until recently so it just makes it a state issue right it gets kicked back to all the states so obviously like texas it will be illegal and most of the probably deeply southern states um but the other states it could be even more um legal so it's going to be interesting to see how everything kind of shakes up after that. I'm interested to know what now, happens. Now, I saw something interesting on that topic. Not Roe v. Wade, but the Texas abortion bill. Okay. So how you can now, oh. a private citizen can sue somebody for right. participating right. in an abortion. Right. The California governor right. did something similar where he... He submitted a bill to get passed in California where private citizens can now sue any gun maker who is making parts or in some way helping build AR-15 platforms. Are AR-15s not allowed? No, they're legal. So I guess how can they sue? What, What right do they have to sue for that? I don't know. Because I hear me yeah. say this, the, 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 the private citizen suing part of the Texas abortion bill, I do not like. I, I don't, I just think that opens up a can of worms, which is funny, because that's what I said when the Texas bill passed, and then the, the California bill just got, I guess, put, I don't think they've even voted on it. Yeah, I don't know. But I think that opens up a huge can of worms of like, a bunch of these random laws yeah. that private citizens can sue, and that makes me really nervous. Yeah. Well, I've been... Yeah, I totally But also, agree. I hate guns, and I think we need way more gun restrictions, so I'm kind of for the California law, but I can't, rec- I can't but, reconcile the difference. But that is not... Having that law does not necessarily change what is and what isn't legal. Right. That's why I'm confused by that law. Yeah, I'm not... And it might be a California thing where a private citizen cannot just own an AR-15 platform gun. I don't know. 
I don't know California gun laws. Yeah. But it um kind of a side side tangent because we're kind of running out of things to do. People keep generating these new these new businesses such as NFTs, cryptocurrency. Maybe the future is just going to be private citizens finding people to sue. So we're like, gonna... like the like the McDonald's coffee lady. Yeah, kinda. I watched a documentary on that. It's not quite. It's not quite <laughs> as uh, a lady just pouring coffee on herself. <laughs> I mean, there were there were faults on both sides, she... but I mean, <laughs> she according, didn't use, according to this one documentary. She didn't use a cup holder. Like that's dumb. <laughs> that's her fault. But they also kept brewing the coffee extremely hot. Even after multiple complaints. That's funny. Anyway. Yeah, I think that I think that there's gonna be a whole new industry developed based on these laws. I don't think it's a good thing, but But isn't it just capitalism? It is. It's just capitalism. <laughs> it just makes kind like, of like this is what we're doing. We're just Creating a new industry. And also hear me say, I don't dislike capitalism. I love capitalism. Because I've noticed that like Gen, Gen Z like... Loves capitalism. No, I think they, they love they hating love it. They love passive income is what they love. <laughs> passive income and life experiences. Right, right. No, I just think they love to hate on capitalism. Like it's like a, like, you know, like it's like a butt, the butt of everybody's joke when I really don't think they understand what the heck they're talking about. And um, all they talk about is passive income. That's it. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Passive income. I know what passive income is, but I've never heard of. I Gen feel Z. like they're always talking about getting passive income streams. Like maybe in your always. crypto world. But... Yep, it's the crypto world. Okay. Um. Anywho, <laughs> um, I I don't hate capitalism. I just I like regulated capitalism. Moving on. Are you are you here? For, are you ready for the number one? Do you the just want to guess what one. it is? The insurrection. It's the insurrection. Yeah. And this was the number one on most of the other sites that I saw. Um, I uh, one, I I think it deserves to be the number one. I'm shocked that we that we've been able to just forget it because I sat here on this exact couch and I watched that thing live the entire day, and it was probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. And the fact that we've just like moved on for that is mind blowing to me. It is. It is mind blowing, especially the fact that they didn't find anything. <clears throat> what? The insurrectionists. <laughs> they found literally nothing. Were they looking for something? I don't know. Some of the some of the shots I saw, they were trying to find that. Oh, that, that one evidence. Gu- that one guy in like Pelosi's they office. They were trying to find that evidence to show that the election was stolen. Um. No, I was. The fact that there were so many Christian symbols being paraded through while that was going was devastating. Yes. And n- very little people talked about that. And yeah, I was that that was a problem. It was a huge problem to the have that... to have a cross right next to a gallows like we've come oh, we've we've lost our way a bit. And Trump dressed as Rambo holding that AK-47. Not a Christian symbol, but not a good But one. right next to a cross. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's like a Like, one. you don't want those right. co-located. Right. You don't want that correlation. <laughs> co-located? Yeah, in the same same location. Though, I will say this. Um, I think that Twitter is such, like, an underrated social media platform twitter was made for stuff like that to where like when the insurrection was happening the amount of like live footage and like real like real time commentary and like witnesses that you're able to get off something like twitter is like crazy and that reminds me of um and remind me there was like this is like was a it f- a school shooting no it was like in a different country it was like a few years ago in like a different country I want to say, not Bahrain, but like there was like a coup or something, and like the people, like the youth on Twitter, were able to like coordinate with authorities. And anyway, Twitter's no awesome. Twitter's where it's at. I'll find it out. I'll figure it out. But yeah, Twitter's one of those. It's one of those sleepers that there's so many people who use it. This is something 
going but a off. fraction of the other social media websites. Yeah, going going on a, a tangent here. Yeah, it the the people who use Twitter are the majority of them are very smart and they are going there to disseminate knowledge. Right. And that is the purpose. And doing it in, in very few characters is also right. fascinating. But Twitter itself doesn't have the same following as, say, Instagram or right. Facebook or right. TikTok. Or TikTok. And it also has stalled in terms of so it stalled in terms of growth and in terms of innovation and market value. So it's Which one is of those, crazy to me because Twitter is the social media platform I use the most. And it, it really is the one where you could go and learn a lot about either a very specific topic or a lot about a lot of topics. Right. And you can do it pretty quickly. And you can find that information pretty quickly. But it's just one of those things that, like even my my Twitter use is reposting everything I post on LinkedIn. <laughs> I don't, I don't use My Twitter. My Twitter use is entering book giveaways and getting banned. That's what I <laughs> use it for. And news. I get all my news from Twitter. Anywho, that's 2021. That's that's the that's top 10 stories. It's a lot. In a nutshell. It's a lot. Now, hear me say this, because I was thinking about this today. <coughs> is it really a lot, or am I just becoming more aware and more engaged within politics and current events? I think it is a lot in the US because coups, stolen elections, like legitimately stolen elections in like communist countries where right. it is a a fake election. Right. These are things that happen. Right. And I think that, that that was some of the commentary that you heard during the insurrection was that you would never expect this happening in America. This is something you would expect to happen in I think they actually gave examples of like this is what happened in Venezuela right. in 1980. There, it makes sense. It's sad. It's unfortunate, but it makes sense. Right. It doesn't make sense in 2021 in America. In the freest country in the world. Yeah, and I think that so from that regard, 2021 was was a lot. I think, I think we all have a little bit of pent up anger. Little bit of craziness, a little? <laughs> little bit of stuff going on. We've been stuck in our houses for two years now, right? I think in one of the major things from 2020, which we didn't talk about because we didn't have a podcast, was the the amount of mental health issues and suicides and physical abuse and and murders and spousal abuse, all of that that was happening in 2020 right. because you were forced to quarantine. Right. I think that there is still a lot of that that is coming out. Someone was talking about this the other day to where like all this this anger, for lack of a better term, was there already. But like COVID like lit the fuse almost to where – it was like the perfect, like you already got like really frustrated people on either side of the political spectrum and, and division. You had the division, but it was just like hiding underneath the surface. But then when you, you put everybody in a pressure cooker that was COVID plus the racial um, injustice stuff of summer 2020, and it was like a powder keg that exploded. And we're still kind of stuck in that, that explosion because those triggers haven't gone yet like we're still dealing with the division yeah. over covid we're still dealing with the political fallout of trump claiming it was a rigged election yep and so like what i i here's the question do you think 2022 will be a uh more positive year or same same old same old i think it's gonna get worse it is it's going to be interesting yeah i think if omicron is kind of the last hurrah for covid i think that's going to change things because people will be a right. little bit more available and open and right. at ease but this year's midterm elections right so that's just going to 
kind of oh, fuel the no. fire. That'll fuel the fire of of everything going on. Right. Or is it not? No, I think it is. Yeah. Because it's a governor. We have a governor election, don't we? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's Matthew. not running. <laughs> <sighs> Can't believe him. No, it's depressing. Why would he do that to us? I think because he was going to split the vote and he knew it. Why does he play with us like that? I think because his, his handlers told him that. His maybe, handlers? I, he, I'm sure he had a team. And I, I'm sure it was not a rash decision. You don't just decide to get into politics. You check the numbers and you check the the stats. And I think they're like, look, <clears throat> he was going to split the vote. He was going to split. The, he was going to take votes away from whoever was going to run for Republican. Because I know there's a lot of people running against on the Republican side against what's his yeah, name? Against who's, Abbott. Our, who's our Abbott? And then he was going to take votes away from Beto. So it was going to be one of those. So let me hear. Let me see if I'm hearing you correctly. He was going to take votes from both the left and the right. But not enough to win. And align people somewhere in the middle, potentially to create a third, better party. Right. I I mean, that's what you're saying. This is me literally just my assumptions. Well, But I don't think he was polling enough to win. Matthew, if you're listening, I urge you to reconsider. (laughs) Strongly, you have my vote. He also has no political experience whatsoever. Maybe he should try like running for the school board in Austin and then like moving up. But does he have children? Uh, I think. Oh God, that's a great I, question. I, I know really he's married. Not that this is this is a tangent because I have no idea. But if you are if you are running for school board, one of the prerequisites. Holy fudge! He's got three kids. One of the prerequisites is that you should have a kid within five years of graduating of that school district. That's just something I, I'm throwing out there. That should be kind of a requirement. And then there should be like one professional position that they can hire from outside. Like superintendent. Oh, yeah, cool. That's that's fine. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Probably already exists. All right, I've got one, one question for you. Okay, deal. Well, it's kind of a two-parter. Okay. Favorite memory from 2021, and biggest hope for 2022. Oh my gosh! Okay, favorite memory. I you can't ask me favorite memory. I don't. My brain doesn't think like that. I don't think like memories. Favorite thing of 2021. What's your favorite thing of 2021? I'm going to go with my favorite thing of 2021 was Jake swimming. That's Just cute. in general. He did really well everything in the pool about, this year. Everything about the pool, whether it was with the floaty, without the floaty, and everything about it was fantastic. He has surprised us significantly, all of a sudden being deathly afraid of anything that's taller than 20 feet. <laughs> Luckily, it hasn't hit trees yet. Besides that, of like not being able to go near anything that is very tall, that may have moving parts, he was a blast during the summer. He loved the water. And that I really enjoyed. I think my favorite thing was seeing him perform in his little Christmas pageant. He did so good. That was good, too. He was like so proud of himself, and he did so well. (laughs) Yep, that was good. Okay, biggest <clears throat> hope for twenty twenty two. I don't have IOs for twenty twenty two. Um, well, I just hope that um, I hope that me personally, since I really only have control over myself, I just want to be I have a little bit more positive outlook on things. I I uh, I've become quite the cynical person, so I just want to look for the best in things next year, starting tomorrow. What about you? My biggest hope for 2022. It's a big question. I didn't actually think about this before <laughs> I asked. I you, think there's a few. What were you going to say? You want Energy Transition Solutions to be the number one podcast <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Coming cool. after you, Joe Rogan. Is he the number one podcast in the world? Uh, probably. Oh, that makes me sad. 
I miss Fear Factor. <laughs> well, I mean, since you bring it up, everybody who's listening, please go and give me that five-star rating. Yeah, we got to even out that negative review that Tool you, gave you. Yeah, I don't care if you actually listen. Just give me a five-star rating. Listen to one show, because I don't know if it actually lets you rate it if you don't listen to shows. But listen to one show. Give me a five-star rating. Uh, my biggest hope, I think, is that that we start seeing positive change. Hmm. And I say it so broadly because... You'll take anything at this point. Because politics needs some positive change. Energy transition needs more momentum and more more traction and things like poverty, racial divide, all of those need more input, more more positive change. So yeah, I mean, I'll take any of them and I would appreciate and cherish any positive change. In 2022. 2022, the bar is low. All right, well. Well, I hope this has been cheery. <laughs> yeah, welcome to 2022, guys. I swear, we're going to get back to our comedy roots. We are going to be cracking jokes. We're going to be laughing. We're going to be we're going to be straight-up comedians. And maybe Joe will actually convince me to do a giveaway. Yeah, we're going to do a giveaway in 2022. I hope you're ready. We've got all sorts of things lined up. Oh, speaking of lining things up, we haven't talked about the sponsor for this episode. <laughs> You're not wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm not wearing a hat, and this is not a real sponsor. <laughs> but the sponsor is the colors green and gray. Green and gray is actually Allie's hat. I don't know the brand, but it's a fun hat, and I chose that as the sponsor this week because, as Allie knows, and as the Robinsons know, I've started making NFTs, and I actually had one sell. So I'm 0.003 Ethereum richer, and we're just moving on up in the world. Eventually, this podcast will be sponsored by by uh, colors, and that's really how I make NFT. I just mix a bunch of random colors, kind of like the way this hat <laughs> mixed green and gray, two colors, don't really mix well, but this hat pulls it off. So, remember, if you want to be a sponsor of the show, send me a hat. And I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.